Thank you very much indeed, John, for your ministry and song tonight. And those songs bring great hope to us. Especially that last hymn that we sang, When We All Get to Heaven. That brings me back to a night in February of 1977. There was a meeting in Lurgan known as the Bus Men's Meeting. And there was a man leading the meeting that night, and it was he who brought the meeting to a close. And he said to the congregation, I'm going to change the hymn tonight to this one. And it'd be the need to do it, and I want to do it. And he did do it. And the hymn was that last hymn that we sung, when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. That same man, twelve hours later, experienced what he sang the night before. His name was Harold Cole. He was an inspector in the Royal Ulster Constabulary. And Harold fell people to a gunman's bullet. And the song about heaven was his reality. You see, this is why, friends, tonight we need to think seriously. Do you know what I've been praying about today? I'm praying that you're not coming to these meetings to be entertained. I'm praying that you're coming to hear what God has got to say. Because listen, if there's ever a day we need to get messages from heaven, it's the day in which we're living in. I want you to really listen tonight as to what God has got to say to us this evening. Now before we open and read God's word, let's pray just for we word of prayer. <coughs> O God, our Father, tonight, in the stillness of these moments, I simply pray, Lord, that you'll drive away every distracting thought. I pray, Lord, tonight, that through thine own word, every one of us will hear thy voice. And that, Lord, that the Holy Spirit himself will truly take this word, thy word, and Father, bear it deep within the hearts of the unseen, and that the Holy Spirit himself will bring such to that place of repentance and faith in Christ. For I am trusting thee for power. For thy power it cannot fail and the word that thou thyself has given to me, it shall and it must, and we know it will be prevail. And it's in our Saviour's name we pray. Amen. Now, I want you to open your Bible to me tonight to the Old Testament book of Exodus. And we're in Exodus, please, and we're in chapter 6. The book of Exodus. 
Our in chapter 16. And we're going to read the first eight verses. The book of Exodus chapter 8. I'm commencing to read, sorry, Exodus chapter 6, commencing to read from verse 1. Exodus chapter 6, verse 1, we read, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he take them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses, and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by, but by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groanings of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. And I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will rid you out of their bondage. And I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people. And I will be to you a God. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out of, from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it you for an heritage. For I am the Lord. And we know that God will bless as he always does. The public reading of his own precious truth. I wonder tonight, have you ever made a promise? Only to break it again. That's a hateful thing to do. But it happens every day. Husbands break promises with wives. Wives break promises with husbands. Boys break promises with girls, girls break promises with boys. Even parents breaking promises with children. And children breaking promises with parents. You know something tonight? There was a day in Ireland when a man's word was his bond. You know you could have trusted people. But men, you I find that it's different today. It's a sad fact. It's a sad fact. Who can you trust? 
Whose word can we trust? Man, you'll hear every politician on the television commerce of the sun, moon, and stars. And what do the fulfill? Only disappointment. Only letdowns. Ah, but hold on a wee minute, friends. I'm going to point you to one tonight who never breaks a promise. I'm going to point you to one tonight who never tells a lie. In fact, in Titus 1 and verse 2, we read, He's the God that does not lie. In the epistle to the Hebrews we read, It is impossible for God to lie. Numbers 23 and verse 19 we read, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of Man that he should repent. And tonight I want to preach on five precious promises that God wants to make with you tonight. And now listen to me. It's God that stands on them, not me. It's God that's making these promises, not me. Because I want tonight for you to listen to what God wants to say. You know, God says tonight, I will. And did you look us in verse number 6? Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will, get this the first Bible, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Now who was God speaking to? God was speaking concerning other people who was under bondage in Egypt. They were under Pharaoh. They were people who were alive but had no life. All they had was an existence. You know there's many people like that tonight. They're alive. But have no life. I was telling the last thing. I know more successful people. And I've met many successful people. But underneath the shah, underneath the success that you see, in many cases of that only shah. There's an emptiness. There's a brokenness. There's a loneliness that you don't see. All you see is an outward show, but you don't see the inward struggle. Your friend, for many people tonight, makes only an existence. A former pastor of mine who I sat under for six years was the late Ivan Thompson. And one day Ivan was walking up Donnybrook Street in Belfast. And he saw this young lad in his late teens, early twenties. 
standing on the wall on the bridge, holding out the telegraph pole, and Ivan thought the worst. And Ivan ran up to him and he says, Son, get you down on that or you're going to kill yourself. He says, that's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here to do, he says. I'm going to throw myself off and kill myself. I'm going to take my own life. Ivan Thompson was a man with wit. He says, Son, tell me this, are you saved? He says, what do you mean I'm a saved? Have you given the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? He says, no, I have not indeed. He says, I have bad news for you, son. You have no life to take. All you have is an existence. And you're going to put yourself into hell over an existence. You're down at that life and says, can I talk to you? And the boy he got down. And I can put the arm around him and walk him up Donnybrook Street. There was a wee fishing chip shop there in Donnybrook Street. And he brought him in and says, come on in. And he says, I'm a mighty advice shopper and we'll talk about it. You know what that young man said to you, He said, I'm fed up with life. I'm fed up with living. Well, Ivan says, no wonder. Because you don't have the person tonight who can give you life. He says, what do you mean? And there in the middle of the chip shop, Ivan took out his paper and began to show the words of the Apostle John, sorry, the words of the Lord Jesus in the Gospel of John 10. Listen, he says, what Jesus says. He says, I've come that ye may have life and that ye may have it more abundantly. He says, I understand where you're coming from. He says, if you want life, son, there's only one person who can give you that name. And that's the Lord Jesus. And I even witnessed the way to him. But came to the point. Well, that young lad in Ivan, and and Ivan, in front of all the customers, they both of them got off their chairs and got down on their knees, and in the middle of that chip shop, Ivan led them to the Lord. And that young man, as far as I know, went into the ministry with the city mission. Friend, let me tell you this thing. Maybe there's somebody in this meeting and you're hating this. Nobody else knows this. Maybe you're in this meeting and you're fed up with life. You're fed up with living. Let me tell you, friend, why you're fed up with me. Let me tell you why you're fed up with living. Let me tell you why perhaps life for you is not worth living. And tell you why, because you're in bondage. You're in bondage to a power tonight that's called sin. I have said this over and over again. We hear all about suicide awareness, and drink awareness, and drug awareness. Man, we need to know about sin awareness. Because sin's the root of all evil. Sin's the root of every problem, though. It's because of sin people suffer from depression. What does the Bible teach? As by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin. Where do you think death comes from? Sin. What do you think disease is a result from? Sin. What do you think decay came from? Where do you think decay came from? Sin. Where do you think destruction comes from? Sin! 
You know, when I was a teenager growing up, I had a great big mass of curly black hair. That's hard to believe. What do you see, friends? I don't have it anymore. Why? Because my body's decaying. There's a time I didn't need these binoculars. Now I do need them. Why do I need them? Because my eyes decay. Why is my body decaying? Why am I changing? I tell you why it's because of sin. I'm saved tonight, thank God, but that doesn't stop the body from decaying. You see, then decay and death and destruction and disease and depression and despair and all roots from the one thing then. Sin to me. Sin. But this is something God wants to do for you today. Here's a promise he wants to make you think. I will bring you out. I will release. That's what he wants to say. I will release. You heard me tell the story last night about the wee woman in the line group at Lurgan. The wee woman that tried everything. She tried to get off the drink and then it came to the point where she was going to take her own life. And they got a phone call from a woman who was with her. Come quick. And I went over to her. And I counseled her and we talked to her and we led her to the Lord. And one of the verses I showed her, I was John 8 and 37. Whosoever the Son makes free is free indeed. And if the river was a wee lady ever transformed, if the river was a lady whose life was changed, whose burden was lifted, was set free, it was that wee woman in line Oh, friend, don't you tell me God can't make a difference. I'll tell you Jesus can make a difference today. At any man's name or any woman's name. He sets the chapter three today. I will release. You know what's wrong, love? You know what's wrong, sir? The Bible tells you what's wrong. You're walking according to the prince of the power of the air. Who's the prince of the power of the air? It's Satan. Once you friend tonight, I'm going to say something that you don't want to hear, but you need to hear it. You don't belong to God, you belong to Satan. What did Jesus say to the religious Pharisees of his day? God is not your father, even of your father the devil. And you're in bondage to a bondage. Then there's people think go to church and they're still in bondage. There's good people I know today. Not not great people, but they're not saved people, they're in bondage. Maybe this is you today. Maybe you think tonight, God could not set me free. Let me tell you, Jesus can set you free tonight. He can set you free. You see, friend, tonight, maybe there's somebody in this hall tonight. And you've asked yourself this question recently. Well, life ever changed. Is there anybody in this hall tonight that you've asked that question? Will life ever change? Now, before I go any further, can I ask the children please to stay in their seats? Because this is a very special meeting, friends. 
please, and I'm, I'm, I'm sending love to me, please. But God makes a promise to me, and he, God says, I will bring you out. Listen, love, do you want the Lord to bring you out? And I bring you on. He can. Listen to what he says too. It says in verse 6 again, I will, there's the first cross. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage. He doesn't say, I will just release, I will remove. Remove what, George? He'll remove everything that that bondage has got to do with you. Oh, thank God tonight, friends. God can set your glorious be free. I will take away, God says, everything that that bondage contains. <coughs> Your friend, the Bible, God says, or God's word says to me, as far as the east is from the west, so far will he remove our transgressions from us. Oh, yes, friend, you know, I remember many years ago, well, it's not all that many years ago, and we have a daughter, and for years she broke her heart straight. For years she broke her heart. There's many a nation of a came home. And I had a stand up on many a Sunday morning in my own pulpit with my heart breaking. And put on a brave face for the people who can minister God's word. Was one day, friends, even the police were out there in the fire. And my wee lassie got caught up into such sin, friends, I can't even go into it, which it was involved in. But I tell you, friend, the devil had some grasp of her leaf. And all we could do was pray for her. And I'm going to give you a wee bit of encouragement. There's a father and mother here tonight who have a child that breaks your heart. Listen, for goodness sake, don't preach at them. Just you pray for them. And live your life in front of them. Weeks we didn't know where she was. Didn't know where she was. together 
even at Christmas time, and you know what the bottom for Christmas will born in the Bible and the bottom are you bread notes and the bottom John Blanchard's ultimate questions. And I was in getting the car wash on New Year's on New Year's Eve, I got him up for Christmas. And my phone went. And I got this text message from Scott. And it says, George, just to let you know, I've got Sia. And I, I, I couldn't wait. And I run him. I said, Scott, are you taking a neck out of me here now? Oh, no, he says, I'm not. He says, I was reading the daily notes. And the daily notes was all about 2 Corinthians 6 and 3. Behold, now is accepted, then we hope now is the day of salvation. And George, I'm saved, I'm saved. And now you're asking me what I'm mad. So here I'm mad. But the next morning, Scott wanted to go to church. And reluctantly, reluctantly, my daughter went with Scott. And they went to a church in London. And in that church in London, the pastor happened to preach that little text from Isaiah. Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. And he just summed Rebecca up and down. He says, maybe you're here and you made a profession when you were a child. And you've gone off the rails. Well, God has a message for you, he says. God says, I'm going to do a new thing. And you know what he said? I believe that new thing already has started. And you couldn't believe it. And the floods of tears come down and change it. And says, Stop, get out of here. Come on, get out of here. God's been speaking. God's been speaking. Bring me home. Bring me home. Run under our house. She says, come up into my bedroom, stop. Come up into my bedroom. And go up into her bedroom. Get down there, she says. She says, get down there. And she got down to the side of the bed. And she give her life to the Lord. And she said, with me here on Friday night, because she's agreed to drive me up. And she says, I'm not charging a couple of Today she's given her testimony. And she gave it for me one night, friends. But you know why she wanted to get down on her knees at the side of her bed? Because every night when me and her mother had no clue where she was, we went to her bedroom and got down on our knees at the side of her bed. And that's where we prayed, friends. And that's where God answered prayer. I tell you, friend, God is a God who hears and answers prayer. And God tonight will not only release, God will remove. My chains fell off. My heart is free. I rose went forth and followed thee. Thine God, that was my experience on the 26th of August 1985 in St. James's Church of Ireland on the main street of Norman Floyd. Oh, yes, friend. The Lord says, I am he, I am he that brought through thy transgressions for my own sake and will remember thy sins no more. Ah, uh, but look, 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 He says, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burden. I will bring you out of the bondage. Then he says, I will redeem you. 
to, to set him free, and they, and, and they broke in, and they blew out the door, and they went in, and they got him out, and as they were getting him out and carrying him over, the man who was carrying him was, was injured and shot. And even though he was injured and shot, he still managed to train him up in the helicopter, and away they went. You know what Kurt Mew's done? He put his arms around every one of them and says, I love you, I love you. You know why? Because he never asked them to come. He didn't expect them to come. But they came for him. Because that's how much he meant to them. Let me tell you, friend. God sent his son to the cross at Calvary tonight to set you free. Because that's how much Sinner, brand new, mean to God. And God stood back and allowed those men to crucify him by the hands and by the feet. Then this is how much God loves you tonight. This is not religion, this is reality. I will release, yes. I will remove, yes. I will redeem, yes. Oh, I will receive, yes. Look what he says. Once it gets back to verse 7. I will take you to me for the people. I will receive. Oh, thank God tonight, sinners, Jesus will receive. Even me with all my sin. Tell me this, Lord. Do you ever find Jesus in any of the four Gospels that reject anybody? Oh, yeah. Him that cometh to me, I will in no ways cast out. And you can come to me broken. You can come to me just the way you are, Lord. I told you the last day, I came, Fred, I came that Monday night in an old charity jumper and a pair of jeans on it and a pair of Dr. Martin boots. Never know Dr. Martin boots. Took you half an hour, put them on, now you have to get them off. That's the way. I certainly wasn't dressed like this. Ah, but Jesus took me as I was. That's why I love that heaven to me. Just as I am, thou wilt receive. Welcome, pardon, cleanse, relief. Why? Because thy promise. I believe. O Lamb of God, I come. Ah, friend, you know, that's what he's going to do for you, friend, if you only come. He received it, and for as many as received him, to them to be the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. Then the Lord loves you tonight. There's nobody loves you more than the Lord. For the Lord to make love can do things for you that nothing else can. And friend, your greatest problem tonight is your sin. And friend, if you stay in that sin, you're staying tonight under the authority of the devil. But the Lord Jesus wants to set you free from his authority, and he wants to bring you under his authority. Now you listen to what he says. Listen to what he says. I will bring you from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will lift you out of the bondage. I will redeem you. I will take you for a people. And I will be to you a God. You know, I'm no longer under Satan's authority. I'm under God's authority. Oh, friend, tonight. Be 
these are the precious promises God makes. And God never breaks. But finally, look at verse number 8. And I will, there's the Lord I will, I will bring you in. You see, God not just bring you out and leave you hanging there. God doesn't just bring you out, God brings you in. God says this, and I will bring you into the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for inheritance, for I am the Lord. It's the Lord that will bring you in, and it will be the Lord that will bring you in. No, friend, listen, unsaved person to me. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you are. But this is what my Lord can do for you today. This is what He can do. You know, my life story came out in the book form this time last year. And there was a lady who bought the book and she worked in the keys in Newry. The key shopping centre, she works in security. And they were having a wee cup of tea. And this girl from the dock, she'll go in the corner, not in the corner by the whole name. And she'll go and say to her, Eunice, what's that girl reading? Oh, she says, it's a book by a man by the name of George McConnell. What's it about? Oh, it's about what God has done in his life. She says, no, Eunice, will you lend me the book? Won't you finish? She says, I'll give you a book now. And she took the book home. And the following week, when she came into work, she gave Eunice the book, and she says, do not see the difference. What difference? Because Eunice could see the difference. She says, no, Eunice. I got saved through that book. But here's the story. She was no ordinary girl to me. In the 80s, friend, she belonged to the woman's wing of the Republican movement. From Dundalk. And she said to Eunice, you know, Eunice, I would love to meet that fellow, but he hardly wants to meet me because of the background that I came from and his father been a policeman. Eunice says, aware of that we And whenever the arrangement was made, we met up with that lady. And I can tell you something about that lady. I seen something about that lady. I see, don't see too much in many Christians, sadly. You know what I could really see in that lady? I could see the Lord shining through her face. It's marvelous. And I said, Shavon, what did your family say? What did your two brothers say? For her two brothers were well known activists in South Armagh. She says, You know, I told them that I'm a Christian now. He says, Did you tell them? Oh, yes, she says, I'm a Christian now. I just wanted to stay. And that's what makes you happy, she thought. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, friend, you're in a bondage of sin. I have brought to you a message from the one that can set you free, young friend, today. 
if you're fed up with life and you're fed up with living, you're fed up ends here and now because Christ is the one that can give you life. If you're only not come, I am come that they may have life, he says, and that they may have it more abundantly. Twenty years of the agenda was. When I got this life, and I'll tell you, it's 38 years ago. Don't sit there and tell me over my age for goodness. I know it's over there. And I wouldn't change it for that time. Not for one thing. 20 years of age. I came to Jesus as I was, weary, worn, and sad. But I found in him a resting place. And he has made me glad. When he set you free to me, that's barely worth it. My friends, the same thing. If you feel within your heart, I believe God has been speaking. A sense And God has been speaking to you as if you were the only person sitting in this hall. Friend, that means God's giving you an opportunity tonight to be set free and be saved. But He does say this tonight, my spirit shall not always stay. Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. And so, Heavenly Father, I leave the eternal matters of this service into thy divine almighty. Save, we pray, in our Savior's name. Amen.